I'm a card-carrying misfit, and I'm here for the other misfits in the room, because I'm never the only one. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Bad Chick Misfit, the podcast. What I up? Am, I am Shatar Shadane. I am Jill LaVille. <laughs> what up, though? <laughs> Giggling ass. Oh, here, hey, because I'm laughing at you. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> you Just out here. Hanging, rapping, and macking these hoes. Macking and hanging. Hanging and macking. Hanging and macking, bro. <laughs> what you doing, Nick? Oh, happy Father's Day to all of our males misfits. Yeah. Happy Father's Day. You guys are appreciated from Jill D. Stallion and Big Shaco. We just want y'all to know that we appreciate you niggas. Yeah. I mean, y'all ain't my daddies, but, you know. <laughs> Or are you our daddy? <laughs> I'm just somebody daddy. I'm a daddy for Um first off, church announcements. <laughs> I'm not gonna deal with you right now. Yeah, we we're really tired, so who knows yeah. how this podcast is gonna go. Um <laughs> Y'all know how we are when we get sleepy. Yeah, so. did we get cussed out all the time? But hey, you get a podcast this week, so that's what counts. <laughs> Podcast meetup is July 6th in St. Louis, Missouri at Bart Louie in the Central West End from 2 p.m. to 6 p.m. Check out our links in our bio so you can register for your tickets. 75 mm-hmm. tickets are already gone. I did 150. I mean, it's a public place, but still sign up, <laughs> y'all, because I don't, I didn't think it was going to be that many people, but shit, I guess y'all out here fucking with us and shit. So, I mean, it is what it is. Um... Bruh, them people gonna be like, ma'am, <laughs> Bro, you did not like, say. Bitch, you didn't say you needed the whole place. Like, we gave y'all yeah, a I, I said it was gonna be a small gathering. He's like, oh, for sure. I was like, Man. Bro, that's what yeah, I, nigga. So let me tell you this, though. So the way that Google had it set up, Google sends, like, as people sign up, they'll bulk them to get, well, the um, site, the uh, eBright site. It will literally like hook them together when it comes through your Gmail, right? So mm-hmm. at first I see like two. So I'm like, damn, ain't nobody really signed up. So I tell Jazzy like, maybe it's not doing it right. Or maybe I don't really know what I'm doing. And I tell Jazzy to sign up. So Jazzy signs up. I get another email. Well, while I'm looking at Jazzy email, I see next to it, it has three. So I'm like, what's three? So I click the three and open them. It's three people. So then I go back and look at the other two emails. 30 people signed up under one, not to mention it's like one email, not saying that like some person saved six spots, some person saved four spots. So we were already like within that first email, like 50 people within the first day. So um, it's a lot of people on the flyer with us and actually is going to be there for the meetup. So it's a lot of the Dope St. Louis podcasts. Um, mm-hmm. Check them out before you come. Chocolate Lit is one. Henny Nights. S dot experience oversaturated medium lit blur TV uh, and two men mm-hmm. and a lady. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So check all of them out. So they're dope. You know, I don't know where they're from, but North side all day. So um, <laughs> check everybody out. It's going to be fun. Yeah. So don't forget to sign up. The link is in our bio on the Twitter, um, on our regular pages and on Instagram. So yeah, yeah. we there. Um, another thing I wanted to get into is tell y'all to sign up for the Patreon. So first, um, my friend listens to the podcast and he basically, we were hanging out and he literally was like, what's a Patreon? Stop laughing. 
stop fucking laughing. He asked me what a Patreon was. And I was like, well, damn, if he listened to us and he didn't understand what a Patreon was. So maybe I should explain it more. The Patreon is legit kind of like y'all tipping us for the show. So it's like this show ain't free. Um, and don't get me started on them tips because y'all know how I roll. Don't get Dollar Dollar Geo started, y'all. Um, mm-hmm. But it's literally like helping us with funding because the podcast is not free. We put a lot of time and effort to it and money into the podcast to bring you an experience every week. So it's literally different tiers. It's a $2, $4, and $5. $2 is basically any weekly recaps that we will do um, to give you extra content. So those of you who can't make it a week or want an additional episode of fuckery, then you will sign up for the $2 Patreon to get that. The $4 is more so of actual videos of us, personal videos of us talking our shit, me possibly talking about finances or Jill um, talking about something or possibly making drinks, different experiences and stuff that we go through on a daily basis. $5 is the recaps, the videos, um, direct messaging and conversations with us. So it encompasses different things at different levels, but it also helps us fund the show on a weekly basis. So even if you don't want all those extra things, but you want to contribute to the show and see the show grow, you're able to sign up and it's just $2, $4 or $5 a month. I ain't even asked for your Chick-fil-A money. I'm literally asking for two, four or $5. So that's what the Patreon is. The Patreon is www. Patreon, P is in Pat, A is in Apple, T is in Tom, R is in Robert, E is in Edward, O is in Over, N is in Nancy.com slash Magic Misfit Podcast. That's the Patreon. I hope that helps. Um, O is in October? Yeah. No. What did I say? You worked it. I said O is in Over. Yeah. I got this. So, different levels, different content, and that's the website. So... My icebreaker. Are you ready to get into it, bro? Oh, shit. All right. Sure. Okay, so this what happened. We was in the office on Friday, and yeah, white people kind of start feeling themselves and want to start asking the black questions. Well, I noticed that me and my coworker had different black answers. So I was wondering if me and you would have different black answers. Like, well, because I mean, you knew from the north side. Me personally, I'm a nigga from the, I mean, you from the West side, I'm from the North side. So it's like, maybe it's different, you know, like, what would you, you know, say or whatever. So the first question, do you like watermelon? Yeah, I like watermelon with seeds though. And I prefer for them to be off of a truck with a dirty black man selling them. Okay. Um. Very descriptive. Might go by Fairground Park tomorrow and buy one. Because I was like, but wait, where's this dirty black man coming from? Like, I don't... You remember them men that be on natural bridge that be selling them out the truck? Okay, well, first off, I don't like watermelon at all. So when that question came up, Um, I literally was like, I don't like it. I've never liked it. My grand used to make us eat it when we were younger, but you will never see me eat a piece of watermelon because I don't like watermelon. So I don't even know how this is a stereotypical black thing, but I don't like it. I'm not eating it. So I like watermelon. I love for you. watermelon. Little nigga baby. <laughs> I, I prefer big, big nigga baby. Jill the nigga baby stallion. Um, Jill the nigga baby. 
<laughs> Chill the <deep>, nigglet. <laughs> Wait. Oh, it was funny because it was a watermelon truck that like turned over on the highway. And I just thought about my granddad and my niece like running around the highway collecting watermelons. Like <laughs> that's they shit. They love watermelons. I just eat them if I have them, you know. But yeah. Nope, it's a no for me. Don't even Thinking offer me. I'm gonna be on that bridge no. trying to give me a fucking watermelon. Fuck it with you. And the people I mean, because he asked that question, and both of us literally, because he like black white, he ain't really like all the way black. But he both black, of us white. Like, not black white, not black white, but you, no, he just not. Oh, he like an Oreo. Yeah, but okay. um, he literally both of us was like, we don't eat watermelon. And like I know my coworker wants to be like nigga please, but he didn't say that. He just kind of like looked at because they don't know how to take me. You know, I just give them whatever answer I feel like giving them mm-hmm. at the time, especially if I don't feel like talking. So the next question, um, speaking of nigglets, is why do black? She literally said she feels like black people contradict themselves by calling each other um, the n word. But not wanting anybody else to call them that. Do you think bitch. that's a contradictory? No, nah, because it's all word. Next question, bitch. Nigga, oh. bitch. Nigga, nigga, oh. nigga, nigga. <laughs> the fuck? Bitch, we do what the fuck we want to do. What? You know what? All right. Right, right. Well, like, see, because I didn't, I didn't say nigga, nigga, bitch. I didn't say that, what you say. <laughs> but um, my point was to her that it was a derogatory term that we now use to empower each other. And it's more so the ER is a racial slur. The A, the GA at the end and the A at the end basically represents a term of endearment amongst each other. So yeah. that's the way I explain. I didn't call her a nigger bitch though. Um, but <laughs> I just said that was... See, that's the thing. Weak ass nigga, bitch ass nigga. Like when you being rude to somebody, you have to put that adjective in front of it. Pussy so, yeah. ass nigga, you know. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. <laughs> Go to work tomorrow and tell her that. No, no, no I want to keep my job. Thanks. Man, um, fuck her. <laughs> basically, she wanted to know why was there a need for us, um, what did Kevin say to me? Kevin said something queen, black queen, queen. And she wanted to know what was the point of the emphasis of black queen? Like, why couldn't it have been queen? And why is it okay for us to say black is beautiful or have saw a shirt that said black is beautiful? And would, do I, would I feel some type of way if she, if she had a shirt that said Hispanic or white is beautiful? So first, first go ahead. Nah, cause she, you know what? I'm gonna look her up on LinkedIn and, and report her page because she's okay. pissing me off. Um, okay. <laughs> we'll talk about it offline. Um, cause you gonna give me them details. So, <laughs> she just pissed me off. Like what the fuck? That, because y'all standard is y'all y'all looks are the standard. Everybody want to be white. Everybody want blonde hair. You know what I'm saying? Like nowadays we're embracing ourselves. We're wearing our hair natural. We're wearing it in, you know, our natural state. And I don't mean just like no relaxers. I mean, people are wearing the kinky twist. You know, Jazzy got all the hair products all over the place. You all know the how this shit goes. Right. So 
it's just we're embracing even Jazzy being a plus size woman, she's embracing her size. She's making it, you know, she's embracing her curves. She's embracing the extra meat she might have on her body. Most of the time, most white women are smaller. Usually when they be bigger, they be built like a fucking house. But. Okay. I mean, it's true. But, <laughs> but and it's very rare that black, I mean, that white women have, you know, thicker shapes. So it's like, we're trying to embrace what we have we've been held to their beauty standard for so long we embracing our shit so we got to make it loud and proud and say that we black black is beautiful mexicans i mean they all right but <laughs> i'm not finna sit up here and be like do they look better than black women no because look at look at a 50 year old look at angela bassett killing it and i don't even know an old ass mexican actress or anybody that's old oh and mexican God. so all right all right all right jesus told you i was tired <laughs> clowning um the other one was about hair because of course my hair is braided it's the summertime mm. and she wanted to know why um i wore the braids and why they were the extensions and not wore, wear my hair my natural hair so I had to go through and break down the heat, my hair poofing up if I straighten it, how braids are cooler and versatile and easier to deal with. She just had like a whole bunch of questions. But fuck, you want me in here on time? Well, then don't worry about why I got braids. Shit. <laughs> fuck. So th- that would be your answer? That's what you mean? Like, bitch, yeah. none of your basis. Okay, so you're probably one of the reasons why racism strongly exists. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> no. Bitch, I ain't none of your questions. <laughs> oh, bitch, none of your business. One of the other things was a stereotype of why black people are never on time. Bitch, I was just thinking that earlier today because I was, I forgot what I was doing, but I was like, why white people be on time all the time? Like, why they be early? And my mom always. I don't always, think they're my, always on time. I have a couple employees that are not, and they're Caucasian. My homegirl, she a misfit. Shout out to uh, the homegirl. I ain't gonna say her name because I might incriminate her. But uh, she be late all the motherfucking time. She held, She used to be real late when we worked together. But yeah, she's notorious for this shit. Nigga, I know um, you talking. Your ass always late too. Yeah, because my mama told me that you see all the people that was at nine eleven. All them people died. They was on time for work. Okay. Oh my God. Yep. You did not just compare that. I just can't. Motherfucking serial killers are very precise people. You think they running late killing motherfuckers? No. They be on time. So you always got to show up a little bit late because you don't want nothing to happen to you, right? Okay. So next question. I'm not going to do Nigga, do you be on time? Yes. Lies. Oh, my other thing, I got, I saw on Facebook, right? Mm-hmm. Another white, white person thing. I want, do white people have family reunions? They say, I saw the caption. It said, yeah, they do, but they just don't get the shirts. You know what? That's bullshit. One of my homegirls, she said that they get, that her family did like Christmas ornaments. What? Yeah. I was intrigued, but wait for the family. Like, gave Christmas on yep. 
or they made you know white people be crafty than a motherfucker they probably made them but no yeah like so for a family reunion you got a christmas ornament i don't understand or you had a christmas family reunion oh like that i think i might go back and ask her technically that's just a holiday get together yeah but no i'm like let me talk like so my mama was helping plan a family reunion last year right so i feel like it would have been a revolt if i was suggested fucking because we had like an hour long not the word of shirts we had an hour-long meeting about designing the fucking shirt. So <laughs> I know damn well if I would have like, you know what? Scratch these shirts, guys. Let's just do Christmas ornaments in motherfucking June. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, so when is this taking place? Like, that's the confusing part. Like, I'm not sure of when it's going on. Like, that's the problem that I'm having. I guess that's what what what's confusing me. Like, that, is that too cheap? What? <laughs> Oh, you get a cup and me, a t-shirt. Okay. Let me get a uh, mug. Let me get a mug. A, a koozie. <laughs> like. <laughs> You're fired. Last question for the icebreaker. When is it appropriate to use the black slang or black dances to your black friend? Never. Yeah, that was my answer. <laughs> I was like, why are you doing it? I was like, did you make it up? Did you see it? Like, where did you get it from? I'm like, damn sure don't do shit that you saw off the fucking internet but where did you get it from i think that's what pissed me off the most i just hate when people i don't feel like it's a good thing when they do black stuff i don't invite anybody to the cookout because you're not welcome because i just want to do shit with black people and feel comfortable around them and not have to explain shit to you while we're doing this but um i just think it's inappropriate i feel like I feel like you mocking us. Yeah. And then it's like you do it and you'll do the dances and you have fun with the kids, but you're not out here marching with the Black Lives Matter um people. So that's my problem. Like you love the culture, but you don't love the people. So pisses me the fuck off. Yeah. Um Paul Mooney said it best. Everybody wanna be a nigga, but don't nobody wanna be a nigga. You hear me? It's a no for them, bro. Fucking no for them. So next up, nigga, hit Joe with the shit. So, I'm kind of sad because I planned on being really thotty all summer. But... You was going to be a real ass bitch. You didn't give a fuck about a nigga? Bruh, clearly, young Miami has been caring about some nigga raw. This bitch done got pregnant and fucked up the whole summer. Well... She fucked up y'all something because, to my understanding, it's by a producer who possibly have a little coin. So, I but he dogged her just out real bad and talked hell of shit. Said her very disrespectful, <laughs> very disrespectful. He did, but I mean, she went back, so something. Yeah, I damn sure would have went back and got a baby, but um, well, uh, I mean, if he got that coin, maybe she secured her future. I don't know. Yeah, I feel like JT's gonna be out pretty soon. I'm hoping so, so she can just kind of. So she could just been, take the mic and man, keep it going. They've been tossing his mic back and forth for a long fucking time. Because <laughs> I feel like if JT's out, JT needs to earn her keep and go on tour by herself too. Yeah, yeah. So we can just let Young Miami have a baby and chill. So maybe that's what it is. Maybe she's passing the torch, and um, you know, to keep us, she'll be out by July and keep us on some ball headed whole shit. Yeah, because that's, that's what I'm trying to be on. Um, also, Megan D. Stallion. Shout out to her. Mm-hmm. She's been seen with Wiz Khalifa. Um, ma'am, what the fuck are you doing? Then they talking about she was in a relationship with a money bag yo who looks like Michael Myers. By the way, look him up. Trust me on this. 
He looks I just like to. him. I don't, I don't want to be afraid. Yeah, he does. He looks like Michael Myers. He has like that like hockey mask face. Like it looks like real flat face. Hockey mask face. Okay. Look him up. Trust me. Trust okay. me on this. <laughs> so he's a killer, but all right. Yeah. Real ass nigga get a fuck about a killer. But um Oh my god. So Yeah, so I'm just trying to figure out, guys, like, do we and I'm not one of those people that like listens to music and idolize these people. But what do you do when these people are not doing what they're talking about in the music? We talk about men always, you know, rapping about selling drugs and being out in the streets and they're not really doing it. But these women rappers, Cardi B, she set y'all up. Cause she's married with a kid <laughs> and it looks like uh young Miami is following her tracks. So to my understanding, Tokyo jet said she had posted a meme and said, um, damn. So young Miami, Tokyo jet was both pregnant. What happened to fuck these niggas? And she said, girl, I said, fuck these niggas, not my nigga. And that's yes. that. So don't let the city girls, the stallion and Tokyo jets have you fucked up out here. Just because <laughs> he was on some real ass shit. <laughs> real like, ass bitch give a fuck about a nigga type shit. Cause I'll admit, I'm I'ma tell y'all a little bit of something. I be buying these niggas cards and I be, you know A lie. Lie. Oh yeah, I did forget to buy. According to the screenshots, Jill is lying. Just putting yeah, it I out there. That, yeah, I ain't got a nigga card. Fuck him. He wasn't my daddy. I ain't buying no card. Um, oh, daddy's birthday was this week and it was Father's Day. I'm sick of cards. I'm just saying, you said you give your hoes a card. You have to hold up to that standard hey. when they become a hoe. When you welcome them to the team, they should have a welcome card. A welcome card? They get a welcome text. <laughs> like when you join, like a, uh, like when you join Subway, when you join Subway Rewards or some shit, you get a welcome text. That, that's what you get reply no if you don't want to be down with the team reply yes to my cash app last time you said you send a card to set yourself apart from these basic bitches now you send a basic bitch texas maybe you should send like a card gift in a text message or something you know no? what i did send um i did send so this is so i'm a fuck nigga so well, that was the... Uh, I'm happy you admitted that. I'm happy you admitted that. This is a misfit moment. We, we just kind of jump topic. So, <laughs> misfit moment right now. So, this guy, he sends me, like, these e-cards, right? And so, I was like, that shit hella cool. I'm going to send this shit. So, one of these niggas out here, I sent them a Happy Father's Day card. I think you should send them a group talk card to let them know that they're all a team. And their goal is to keep you happy. They know I think they you should team. let your bitches know that they should work together. Like they could huddle up and figure out how to meet their goal. Yeah. But I mean, I don't know. I don't want them to I don't want them to know about it. they know about each other and like having conferences mm-hmm. with each other about me. They can do that at my funeral, like, years from now or something, you know? Okay. All right. This is two deaths. Yeah. Us okay. These hoes in this for life. All right. All right. Down-ass bitch. Bottom yeah. bitch. Um, so, next up is the bad chick of the week. 
Jill, you picked it, so you go ahead. Um, we talked about Father's Day, and I want to give a bad chick of the week to Lauren London. Um, she's been really, really, I think social media wise, she's been handling this death pretty well. Everything that she is, you know, posting is just paying homage to Nipsey and she's really, really like holding him down. And I feel like, you know, I, I really wanted to want to give her an encouraging word. So if somebody's listening and knows her, <laughs> tell her, but or, you know, Lauren, when you uh, listen to us in the archives after we make it big, you know, just want to send a shout out to you because I just feel like she's handling this with such grace. And I don't know what I would be doing if the love of my life was just snatched away from me. And this is their first Father's Day dealing with it, mm. you know, so it's got to be rough. And I just thought her message was beautiful. It's just every time I see her write something, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, she died. Just every time I see her writing it. When do you think, do you think it's a possibility to set a time limit on when she'll be able to cope I'll say. Or should she be coping publicly and constantly writing pictures? I think like that's a part of up? it. Is she paying homage to him? Is she grieving? I think that's a part of it. Okay. I think that, um. If she's in therapy, I think that her and her therapist probably talk about her moving past it or like at like kind of gauging like how long she wants to stay in this, you know, in this space, because sometimes it takes people longer mm-hmm. to grieve than others. Like um, my therapist mentioned to me one time, asked me, did I grieve my last relationship with my son's father? And I thought that was a very... Mm-hmm. um odd question but after I just kind of told him like the stages that I went in I did and I feel like she will have to grieve unfortunately she will have to grieve their relationship because it is over so you know it's just the time part I I don't think that we should but I feel like maybe maybe the time Mm -hmm. like five years if we have to pick a time Mm. I don't know. I can't yeah. even pick it. I couldn't even imagine. I never want to even understand what she's going, you know, how mm-hmm. she's feeling. And that's just legit. Cause I just don't want my heart broken. So <clears throat> I was just curious. I just, yeah. Every time I see it, I'd be like, Oh, poor team. Yeah. So that was just my question. Bye. So let's go ahead and hit the topic real nigga. Yeah. Um, First off, I thought this shit was weird. So I hung out with a group of people this week and I was basically in a mixed group because, you know, that's just how it happens sometimes. And there was an issue with friends because, for example, say you bring a guy um, to our circle, right? Mm-hmm. Say you're going to be with this guy and when you decide you're going to be with this person, he kind of becomes a part of the group. So yeah, yeah, that you introduce him so much and you bring him around so much. That's the way you feel. Right. Mm -hmm. He ends up coming to the group and kind of like telling the friends business, but he felt like it was his right to tell kind of like you, something happened between you and him Mm -hmm. or something happened with you and you discussed it with him because he's your friend. He's your lover. You've discussed this with him. And he got back to your friend group and reveal your news before you were able to. Okay. So the girl kind of felt um, 
he should have never told her secrets and he should have never discussed that. But she introduced him to the group and has had these conversations um, around them. You know, like he knew, he felt like he knew that this was something that she was going to share with the group. But she felt like it was disrespectful and he violated loyalty terms um, as far as her by speaking out of turn. Mm. You see what I'm saying? So she felt like that was my business to share and you shouldn't have shared it. Exactly. Mm. Is I that disloyal? That. I don't think it's necessarily disloyal. I think it I think it would only be disloyal if for the record, I think that when you mix friends, he shouldn't have done that because you don't know what other people want. That, you know, I don't know what Shatara wants people to know, you know, yeah. and you have to know your friends. I know Shatara is a very private person, so mm-hmm. you have to know your friend. Like, I know Shatara is a very private person. Like, it's some details about her life. Like, nobody else knows because it's just none of their business and it's not my place to say it. And it's other things that, like, my friends go through that other friends might hear about. And I'll be like, you ain't say, you ain't tell me so-and-so, da 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 And I'll be like. I I didn't know, like, I didn't know if it was common knowledge and I didn't know if they would want you to know, you know, and not you in particular, but just, I didn't know if it was public knowledge. So I'm not just going to say that. So you have to be very careful when you're in mixed company and you're like mixing friend groups because. But see, here's the thing. I think that there's, it's hard to say that when she brought him in, you know what I'm saying? It's just like. Yeah. So he might feel okay. comfortable. Exactly. So it's like you, me, you, Anton, and Dana get together. You mm-hmm. feel freely with speaking about anything um, that me and you have discussed because you know that they know. Y'all all mm-hmm. even in the same group text together, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's like you will feel comfortable enough. And I feel like she gave him that comfort level to where he felt like it was okay to say that. And then mm-hmm. it was to backtrack. It's kind of like, I hate with couples anyway that constantly feel like this your friend now we together and they're gonna become my friends and we need to blend all of our friends. Yeah. You know I don't do this shit. I don't even like to blend friends. So you damn sure mm-hmm. I'm damn sure not blending my base. But <laughs> it's weird to me when they do that. But then it's like he probably feels like they're now his friends. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Or he wants to get closer to them just because he knows how close they are to her. Cause I've literally had guys that y'all have dated that wanted to really be my friend and I was like no we can't be friends like that because if you do something to her I'm gonna be the person that she calls when we shoot you Mm -hmm. so it's literally like I step away but I see plenty of girls who think it's okay for everybody to be friends and sit up and talk and there's some people that when you date a person and you're no longer with them they still cool with the person that you were dating because they got that cool with them you know yeah like I um I'm still going to my friend's wedding and she's my friend now. Um, but I met her through my ex and it is what it is. Like, (laughs) I mean, we talked, we talked about like, you know, do you think he'll be uncomfortable? I mean, at this point we're, we're still cordial with each other. He wished me happy birthday and I don't have any, you know, ill will towards him. But I'm not going to be awkward at the wedding, you know, and it's but it's one of those things where like I don't I don't ask her about his business, you know, like I we 
we based our friendship. And that's one thing about couples and friends and all that silly shit. Be my friend genuinely, not because we on double dates and shit together. Like I can honestly say her and I have had deep conversations. She's confided in me about different things because she felt like I was a non-biased kind of person. And we got to know each other on that level. Mm -hmm. I feel like in this scenario, like you said, he was brought in. So he kind of like fit in. But do you think this person, this is just from what it sounds like. Do you think this person, if he wasn't with her anymore, do you even think he would be in the friend circle? I don't know. I don't. He is like seeing them all together. They look like college friends. Like it looked like everybody knew each other at one time. It wasn't so like the best man type shit. Yeah. But it was literally mm-hmm. like, I didn't know until um, we left. I left with the person that I was basically her plus one. Once I left with her, that's when she kind of was like, cause the friend was kind of catty. Like she made slick comments and kind of questioned her friendship with the girls. She kept saying she wasn't mad about it, but I picked up on it. Cause I'm like, this shit just got awkward and I don't really know why, but I know I didn't do it. So I just kept drinking. So, um, <laughs> that's my motto. I just keep drinking. So, it was like she was snappy towards him and then she was snappy towards the two girls I'm guessing that um, she told. And it was kind of like the person I was with, she literally was like cool with her because she didn't know. Like she got the information from her. So it's mm-hmm. just like she didn't really side with anybody, but she basically went over the scenario with me and was kind of like, you know, this is what happened. So it prompted me to um look up articles about friendship and i came across this article um about 10 things that you could you should expect about friendship right so the first one is loyalty Mm -hmm. we already discussed that now Mm -hmm. in this situation do you think the friends should have told her that she he told them do you think they should have stopped the conversation and been like hey that's her business to tell or do you think they was right for discussing it with him by himself nah they should have shut that down because when it boils down to it this isn't this isn't your business to tell even though and I do agree with you on this point like she introduced him where he could have been confused by it. He could have been confused. Like, well, she, we all go, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. and that's, and I will say this before I forget my point, that's her fault for opening up that Pandora's mm-hmm. box because you made this man think that y'all were cooler than what y'all were. And you ain't telling your friends everything. Exactly. But I do feel like it was up to her friends to be like, mm, she ain't tell me that that's crazy. And just kind of, Stop talking about it, you know? So does that make it awkward then? You know what I mean? Like if he's, because part of it to me, I looked at it like he's trying to get the blessing. And me and you both, we've had a friend in our friend group who God wanted us to have his blessing. And it literally was mm-hmm. like, this shit's weird. You're a no for us. And it made it awkward. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So maybe it was a situation to where he felt like, hey, I can get closer to them by talking to them kind of like she does. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not against it, but it's kind of like, 
Cause you know, I, I shut shit down to where I'd be like, I don't want to hear it. I don't even know you, nigga. Like I just, yeah. that's just my personality. Yeah. But I can see where he was coming from, from different angles or what he could have been thinking, basically. Yeah, like, and that's why I feel bad because it's like, I don't. From what it sounds like, it sounds like he's being shady, but he not. And it's like men don't get stuff sometimes. Like they don't. They really, unless they like being a real dick about it or being messy, mm-hmm. they really don't be trying to like cause no confusion. They right. just really want to be, like you said, they just, they just want to be down. They could, he could have been so just oblivious to everything and be like, Hey, you know, what you call it? Got a new promotion at her job. Right. Oh, word. Right, 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 right. And that's my thing. Or it could have been like she was waiting to announce it when everybody got there. You know, like mm. he didn't know. Like she didn't say. Like you see, and it'd be so crazy because you see a person do one thing and you think you can do the same thing that they're doing, but they're like, bitch, you're not me. And these are not your friends. So you can't behave or move the same way that I do too. And that's fucked up. Cause it's like you I've I've been in a situation where I'm close to I'm I'm close to all my friends, Mm -hmm. but it did grind my gears when two friends of mine would like I would tell one friend something and then the other friend would be like, yeah, so and so told me that blah 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 blah, and I'd be like, oh okay, because and I come from a and Miss Fisher talking and says this I come from a history of people like talking shit about me, Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? So I don't think that these friends were doing that. But I was always on edge, you know, and in my older age now, I'm like, but yeah, Jill always gives people the benefit of the doubt. Just letting you know. But I'll say this. It was like, really, it wasn't like secretive kind of stuff. It really was just like, I heard you went somewhere or she told me you working for this job. You know, it was really, really light. And I'm like, what else did they say? I'm like, and then I was like grilling her like, well, what else she say? And she was like, nothing, that's all she said. You know, I was like, But see, here's the thing. So this gets me to the next one because the third one is protectiveness. And it's like that same situation. Mm -hmm. Literally, you know, I've been in that situation between me, you, and another person who's a mutual friend of ours. Mm -hmm. And she has asked questions. And I'd be like, well, I don't know. Like, and I've literally, you know, Mm -hmm. I've literally texted you like, did you tell her this? Like, why is she asking me? Because Mm -hmm. I don't like. If you had a conversation with a person about something personal, then you had the conversation with them. If I wasn't included, don't ask me what I got out of the conversation because now I feel like you're fishing. Yes. yes. When you could eat any question you have for me, you can ask that person who you had that fucking conversation with. And to me, that's a sense of protecting my friendships. But I only that protecting myself because I don't want to be brought into the bullshit over some fuck shit I didn't do. Yeah. Because as soon as, you know how it go, as soon as you say, oh, so-and-so said, blah, 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 no, that's not how this scenario happened, mm-hmm. you know? And I think, like, the older we get, the more we're into, you know, not clearing our name, but being clear about what we say. Yeah. And I'm I'm the type of person where if I had said something that I wasn't supposed to say, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't know. Yeah. You know, but it's certain things like, you know, not to say. And I've I've had this conversation with my younger sisters because 
one of my my sisters get into it all the time. My dad's daughters, they just be into it all the time. And they're now friends, but they ended up re-reconciling because, you know, it was some drama and they found out somebody was lying. And I said, this is the thing. Y'all could have been squashed this beef because to find out it wasn't even your sister telling your business. It was somebody else that you don't even, that that, that was around mm-hmm. you, feeding you lies. Yep. And it's just like, if you, but you so, and that goes back to knowing your friend, knowing the person you're dealing with, you so fucked up and don't trust people to where you thinking your own sister running her mouth about your business. Yep. So the next one is support. Do you truly feel like you have supportive friends? Um, I think certain people support me when it's something they want to support. Mm. What? Why do you say that? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, it'll be all good. Like, if it's something they want to do or if it's something that they want to be involved in, they'll support it. That sounds like a leech. That don't really sound like a friend. Or I mean, it, it's, yeah, that's, that's really what it is. It's not really a friend. It's kind of a, I think it's more of like, we talk about the podcast. It's like people like a band, it's a bandwagoner. It's people that have come to it later. Like they'll support it enough to look like they support it, mm-hmm. you know? And this is us being all these episodes in I'm starting to see that you know and I'm just like mm, okay you know the more things that we yeah. do you know the it's more like, lessons we get to like it's funny how people mm-hmm. are like checking the podcast numbers that you can see on SoundCloud and it's like y'all got that many people that listen to you and it's just like did you not think anyone was, like did you like what did you think it kills it like when you get that question yeah. um I think all of my friends are supportive, though, like to the moon and beyond. So I'm grateful for that. I have no bandwagoners in my cap, thank God. Um, Because when you have stepping over here, get your ass beat. But um, next is compassion. Do you feel like all of your friends show compassion towards your situation? Oh, yeah. Most definitely. Um. I think they do because because of the shit I went through, you know. Um, I think I'm the type of person where I don't like to sit in a space very long. So I think like when I think of compassion, I think of grace. And I think my friends mm-hmm. are very graceful to me. They are very um, understanding of my situation and they know like in my heart of hearts, this isn't really the life that I wanted for myself. I just, you know misstepped and did some things that weren't you know to my best interest but saying that to say they've been very graceful but if I had been like had another had another kid by this person or had I stayed with this person and still been miserable it wouldn't have I wouldn't have had the but again I think that's not true compassion you know what I'm saying like when I think of it as compassion so I look I googled the definition it says um Sympathetic pity, concerns for suffering or misfortunes of others, the victim should be treated with compassion. So here's the thing. 
not saying you're a victim or anything like that. But even if you did have a baby by this person again, if you weren't strong enough to leave, I have to show compassion and respect to try to seek understanding of your situation and do what I can to build you up to get you out of it. You know what I'm saying? Not be your friend, cut you off because you made a mistake again or because you you did something you didn't necessarily want to do again with this particular person. I don't know what's going through your mind and it's not for me to try to judge. Me showing compassion has been like, friend, I hate <clears throat> that you continue to go through this. And what I want to do is be here for you through the storm and through the rain rather than leaving you when you're still going through whatever you're going through. But when do you like pull the plug on that? Like, when do you, when does that, cause it goes back, it goes kind of to that whole level of toxic friendships or toxic friends. Like, when do you say, you know, I don't think this is what I hate. I don't think we really understand what unconditional love is. Toxic is literally you toxic to yourself. Like, you know, what I'm like you're doing something to you. You're not right. doing anything to me. Now, when it crosses over to where, say, he start beating your ass and you think I'm going to come get my ass beat too, then we have a problem. But. Right. So when, so my thing is, and, and speaking in my situation, I started to feel like I'm not a good friend because I'm going through so much. I can't support you like even though like I was a champion for everything that you wanted to do I put on a happy face to be the friend that I needed to be but behind closed doors I was like breaking down like I was losing my fucking mind but and I feel like after a while that started to seep out and I feel like I was cancerous around the people that I was around because I I could, I could be happy for my friends, but I feel like when people put themselves in bad situations and you have to show them compassion or you show them grace, I feel like grace only lasts so long. And I, I wouldn't want to be a friend. And let me say this. I would not want to be a friend to someone who I'm afraid of being used pretty much. So I think that, and I, I have not been, but I think that when your friends go through things, you should be able to talk to them in a way like, okay, because you did that with me with child one. So I feel like that But I never threatened to leave. Like I would have never left your side. No, no, no. I don't think it's, I don't think it's leaving. I think it's okay. Like kind of just that tough love kind of thing. So with unconditional love, I feel like tough love comes into play because no, I'm not going to leave you. But I need you to understand that you're hurting yourself. But I can't just, you you know, I'll ask you questions. I give you shit to think about. It's never okay for me to say, Jill, you stupid. Jill, you're not loving yourself. Jill, you're not doing this. Jill, you're not. I would never do anything like that because I feel like you get more done with sugar than you do shit any day. So Mm. to get upset with the way that you are treating yourself with more, I wouldn't want to be upset. I would more so want to show you the value in yourself. You know what I mean? Like I would want to do the opposite. I would want to push you towards the light rather than sit here and be like, I'm going to give you tough love. You need to lead that nigga. You need to do da 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 da. That's not helping the situation. 
that's not digging you out, but me building yeah. you back up and you seem like I am the shit. I am Jill Bill. I am Jill the stallion. <laughs> Once I, I get you back yeah. on that and you learn and get that back in your mind and get back on your bullshit, whatever that person says it does to you wouldn't even matter anymore because now you're on a journey of self-love and finding yourself again. And that's what I think. Um, it's funny you say that because I think I've, I'm doing that with a friend of mine right now because she just be kind of like in slumps and mm -hmm. stuff. And I kind of be like, girl, forget that. Like, do the, you know, I try to get her out of the house, even if it's just something really small or just, mm -hmm. you know, little bitty stuff, because it's like she's she lost herself. Yeah. and I was there, you know, you yeah. know that not too long mm -hmm. ago, you know, and I feel like. It's not, I agree with you to a, I agree to the point where you can't leave mm -hmm. your friend, but I also feel like I just, I've had people around me that were like, and this was family that was just such Debbie Downers. And I just be like, okay, like I feel bad for you. And I like, I feel for your situation, but you ain't doing shit to change it dog. You know? So I think, but does like, that help or does me? I, I like. I feel like that's the world. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I interact with so many people, mm -hmm. and people always are struck by my confidence and me, my genuineness in bigging people up. Because eventually, the world can beat you up enough to where you feel like you can't get out of it. But me telling you the same thing that mm -hmm. the world has told you ain't going to get you nowhere. But one thing I do want to do is tell you that you can do it. Tell them that you can make it and let you know the change is the only thing that's constant. And you too can get out of this. Like you can evolve and do something else. Even if I'm just telling you that for a day, hopefully one day you'll face something and you'll be like, well, Shatara said I can do it. That's what I can give you. And that's my contribution to your life. I, I never want to sit there and be like, yeah, mm -hmm. I agree with you. When you put yourself in this situation, I just feel like everybody else is saying it to you. And it, and it might be right. the, the reality. So yeah, like it might be the reality of the mm -hmm. situation. But I, you can't come around me and think that, that I won't let you let that let you believe that that is okay. Yeah, because you you got to be the difference. And I do, and I and that's one thing I do agree with. I just I think that my disagreement is just I'm so afraid of I've never dealt with it on a friend level mm -hmm. I've dealt with it with family so it's like with family I had to and I'm still struggling with it trust me I just had to do like clean breaks like no I'm not gonna do this no I'm not gonna do that you know mm -hmm. because you continue to put yourself in these situations and you continue to not do what you need to do to get yourself out of these situations and it's Unfortunately, and I feel I, I'm going to admit something. God, y'all be getting all my business. <laughs> I'm going to admit something. I feel like I'm harder on my family than I am with my friends because my family, I know you was raised better. I know you know better. I was there, you know. But with my friends, everybody has a different situation. And I can say I know Shatar was raised better, you know. I know certain other people, I other friends. The wolves. What you mean, bro? You know what I'm saying? Like gang, gang. I know north side all day. Right, the wolf on the north side. <laughs> you know, wolf of Wall Street. No, nigga. But I feel like, but that goes I, back to I'm me saying you have to have 
compassion. And the reason being mm-hmm. like, you can say that they were raised better, but your perception, it's like managing people. Same thing with raising people. The same thing that works for you, they might not have got that. That might not have been their perception. Oh shit, that's what I'm learning. And it's literally like, people receive the messages different. Like literally, I can come out and say, oh, I love you. And people will be like, well, do she really, some person to question it and legit be like, well, do she really love us? Do she not? Another person can be like, oh, that was nice. It's a surface love. The other person could have really needed to hear it and be like, damn, that shit was genuine. It hit my spot. You don't know the perception of how people see it and how people um, get it, get the message. That's, I have to tell people Mm -hmm. all the time. That's the way that you perceived it, but that was never my intent. So -hmm. you have to drive that home with people because people you never know what influenced their perceptions even though they're your family and you did it with them and you was right there when that person said it does not necessarily mean that they got everything out of it that you got yeah that's and that's that's the unfortunate part that i am learning like everybody's experience growing up is different and you don't realize that until y'all grown and you seeing things and you're like we're so different it's but i mean we're yeah, it's the funny thing is, it's legit me and you. Like, the way that we live our lives is completely different. Like, you have to actually do it, feel it, see it happen, and be like, oh, okay, maybe I shouldn't do it. I literally look at a person mm-hmm. and be like, you did one, you did A, B, C, and then D happened. Well, I don't want D to happen to me. It's a no. Mm-hmm. So let me look at this person. And, you know, I've always been that way. I've always been able to look at experiences and be like, that's yeah. a no, that's a no, that's a no, that's a no. That's cool. Okay, I can do that. But you've always had to lift through them, you know? So it's like we all learn mm-hmm. different. We all receive information different. And we all live different. So it's hard. That's why you have to practice compassion to understand and seek understanding for the shit that people do. Um, we almost at the hour point, so let's speed it up. <laughs> <laughs> Next up um, is good communication skills, which I definitely think is um, appropriate. And... The final one is, no, no, no. Next up is respect. But the final one is availability. I struggle with this one just because, you know, I'm always kind of like, I'm with you. Like, you can call me. We could talk for hours. But I can't say, like, with me running around and doing so much, I don't always be able to be there for the pity party. You know what I'm saying? Maybe that's what I don't like. I don't like the pity party. Like, I I think this is something that rubbed off between you and my mom. I, my mom is real like, well, that's sad. So what are you going to do about it? Like, <laughs> and you so know you said I act mom, like that? <laughs> you know how my mom is. Like, she'd be like, oh, so what's good? What's next? And I'd be like. I'm still saying, like, <laughs> you know, but it's like, okay, no, like, you know, she was like, I'll cry with you, but what are we going to do about it? And I think like, that's the part of friendships that you have to be available. Like you have friends for different things, Yeah, you know, and it's not like, oh, I got to kick it friend. I got to this friend, all your friends, you should be able to talk to. And it kind of goes back to that first story where it's like, yeah you know like mm-hmm. you should be able to talk to all your friends about things but you know because you know but, I the whole story like that's my thing like 
Mm-hmm. Give me all the information, give me the entire story, and then we could work through this. Like, call me there. I got yeah. you. But while you're figuring shit out, you're going through the swings of it, you're going through the emotions of it. If you're trying to define the emotion and understand it, then I got you. But if you just want to cry, I don't, I feel bad for you and I understand. Cry it out. She'll take you a couple months. Mm-hmm. I'm just not going to cry with you. Yeah. And that's one thing that like we laugh about, but I'm, I'm a crier, but I'm very, I'm a frustrated crier and I get mad when I can't cry. Cause I feel like if I cry, I'll be better, mm-hmm. but it's like, I'd be mad. Like I'd be so angry about things. Man. And I'm like, you know, I want to cry. I'd be like, the more you cry, the less you pee. Just get it out, bro. <laughs> like, and I, but I do believe that one thing I can say about being available to people, you have to learn how to be available in the way that they need you to be. Available. Exactly. Exactly. Cause like sometimes I, I do need you to, you know, I get, I get frustrated with a lot of the, you know, personal situations that I be going mm-hmm. through and I just be like, what do I need to do? Like, like it's, it's kind of tricky because of some family stuff that I'm going through. But sometimes I call Shatara to vent, but other times I'm like, what do I need to say? Like, because if I say it the way that I, and y'all have listened to me for enough, y'all, this is damn near half a year. Okay. (laughs) It is, Y'all have gotten to know me (laughs) Yes, ma'am. Wait, it is. (laughs) Mm. Wow. It's been half a motherfucking year. Y'all know me pretty well. I don't always say things um like sugar like what's your what you say sugar and shit on top of it okay and i can know how to serve shit on a platter but you know what's so fucked up i don't do that in my personal but at work i'm like you catch more bees with honey or some kind of thing i say i have to like it's a quote that i got on my computer (laughs) but (laughs) right it's some some nice shit i came (laughs) up with but um i do think that like the way that I deliver things, I have to be careful. My voice is deep. I'm loud. You know, it it could come off very abrasive. Mm-hmm. So I just try like, and that's one thing that I feel like I use my friends for like, Hey, I need to say, I need to talk about this and I need to say it in a nice way. Y'all nice. How do mm-hmm. I say it? Like, and it's not even that I'm nice. You know, I just know that sweeten it up. Like, okay. Yeah. Come here. Let me rip back. You ain't shit. Yeah. So, um, one more though. The final part in the final article, she did discuss being a safe place for your friends. Mm, I love and that. I don't think we get enough of that, and I don't think that we value that enough. Um, mm. I remember growing up, and I had this friend, um, who lived a very risque life, and she was pregnant when we were really, really young. And I remember she told another friend and she didn't tell me. And she was literally with me every day and she didn't tell me. And I was just like, why would she not tell me? I've seen her, all of this. And she literally said to me, I knew if I told you, you were going to say something ignorant to me or you were going to be mean to me. And I was devastated. That was literally Mm. how like I, I changed the way that I interacted with my friends because of that. Because I never wanted my friends to feel like they were in a world alone or they could not come and talk to me about stuff. So 
remember mm. that like it needs to be a judgment free zone it's you can state your opinion about stuff but understand that your opinion is not fact and that if your friend is coming to you they possibly value how you feel or sometimes they just need you to fucking listen read context clues and go from there be a fucking safe place for these people then you be mad when a motherfucker commits suicide and they feel like they couldn't talk to you you weren't yep. being a safe place yep and that's one thing that we 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 as a people and i mean people like a human race need to work on because we'll you know we'll be available to people but like i said you have to learn how to be available for them you can't that's one of the most devastating things is when you're going through something and you don't see the light at the end of the tunnel and somebody says oh you'll be okay motherfucker i know that but not right now like like i I don't see it you know and or to have a friend and just feel like you can't talk to them you know something that they Mm. want to real deep and you know that you love this person as your friend and they feel like they can't communicate with you some shit that they really need that's fucked up bro yeah like your feelings legit be hurt um oh we had a show about friends and we friends that's so nice shut up (laughs) don't i sound nice (laughs) tell me anything guys (laughs) all right the classic session is loyalty is about the people who stay true even behind your back so next up let's get to our question of the week mention us um Email us, I'm sorry, not mention us. Email us at <laughs> xmagicmisfit at gmail.com. Y'all questions are getting crazier and crazier, but we love it. I really don't know why y'all value our opinion like that, but whatevs, it is what it is. Bruh. So question of the week, can you be in love with someone, but still have casual sex with someone else? This is out of the west side of St. Louis. <laughs> Child, <laughs> ghetto. Um, <laughs> don't you do Pete's. <laughs> Can you be in love with somebody and still have casual sex with someone else, Jill? I think so. Um, wait, no. <laughs> I think wait. so. Mm. Um, I think, I think this. I think that the person that you can be loved with, if you're not with that person, then you can. And I only feel like if you're not with them, you you can love them from afar. Because think about how many people that you've been in love with that it just did not work out so okay let me see can you be in love with someone but still have casual sex with someone else so it's not even just like a love like it ain't like your ex where you be like yeah i love him but i'm not in love with him type situation mm, you in love with this person can you be in I, well like why can't you be with that person is my question because you know how it is like time timing is off Y'all probably, you know, should be together, but you're not, you know. Then I will I, say this person I feel like, is young. I feel like you're wasting your love then. Like, don't. Yeah. Okay, so first off, I don't think you should be out here having casual sex and just fucking, but that's just my personal opinion. You're welcome to do whatever and you I, want to I do. Think, I think this person shouldn't be either. But um, I will say that people be grown they can do what they want to do but i i do agree i feel like if you are in love with someone i think that you should be trying to pursue whatever yeah that's i feel like you're confusing yourself like Mm -hmm. you fucking up your vibe you fucking off your love energy 
of who you're trying to be with. I don't know why you're having casual sex with somebody else. And did people just be like, I just wanted to fuck. Well, they have really good vibrators and dildos. So you can get it done Mm -hmm. by yourself. But I just don't understand how you can be in love with somebody, but have casual sex with somebody else. I feel like when you're in love with somebody, you legit crave them and want to be them and be around them. So I don't even think I would want somebody else on the other sexual energy. You know, I don't feel like casual sex would even satisfy me. Because I'm so in love or enwrapped in what I have going on with you. So, no, I don't think you can be in love with someone and have casual sex with somebody else. I think you're just out here fucking and infatuated with somebody else. Are you probably in love with them because you can't have them? Would you still Mm, be in love with them if you had them? That's what I was just going to say. I'm like, you're in love with that person. But y'all probably not together because that person is not in love with you. And don't waste your love just like you said it's a waste of your time to be sitting up thinking even thinking about this while I'm glad for the question I just don't want you harboring on somebody that just doesn't deserve your time or your energy right so I just feel like if you was truly truly in love with them you wouldn't be having sex with somebody else and are you in love with them are you in love with the thought of them because yep the thing is if you had them would you still have the same energy and same feelings towards this person so i feel like you mm-hmm. if you don't have them i don't feel like you can really say that you're if you don't have them or haven't had them i don't feel like you can say that you're in love with somebody and have casual sex with somebody else mm-hmm. i think you're just like fucking and infatuated with somebody else or have that thrill of wanting something you can't have that's what i feel like yeah so um that's the end of our show Make sure you sign up to the Patreon, um, www.patreon.com slash badchickmisfitthepodcast. Um, make sure you listen to us, subscribe, like, and share. We are on Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, YouTube, Anchor, Player FM, Podbean, all of that crazy shit. We out there, bro. Just look for us, find us, and fucking listen. Um, all platforms players right follow us on instagram at bad chick misfit podcast and follow us on the twitter at bad chick misfit so so as always thank you for listening to our podcast we love you don't forget july 6 at 2 p.m to come to our podcast meetup in the st louis area if you're there and if you're available don't forget to sign up the links are in our bio on twitter and instagram um as always thanks for listening i am shatara shore i am jill bye